0: I've come up with a plan to deal with the crust of living crisis. Uh, and it somehow involves a lot of yarn? Yeah, I'm hoping to have this finished by December using my newfound focus thanks to ADHD meds. Uh, are you knitting gloves? No. Scarves? Nope. Socks? Uh-uh. No. uh Blankets? Wh- wh- what What then? I'm knitting a guillotine, and with it, I shall deal with all the billionaires. It's greed that this world really can't afford. Uh, That, that's, that's ridiculous. It'll never work. You'd be better off knitting some gallows. strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not
1: Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where the two queer trans women have a bit of a catch-up about the media we have consumed in the week. Some of it together, some of it separately, and then we come back
0: and we talk about it. And we we try and make each other have a little giggle and, and have a little... Yeah. We do a thing together. We do a thing together. Yeah. We, who spend a lot of time in the same house and so little time together.
1: I mean, we spend a lot of time working in different rooms and then being in the same room and doing sort of parallel but separate activities. Yeah. This is somewhat the life we live and it <laughs> works for us. It
0: does. So what have you been playing this week? Oh, playing. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's usually where we start. That is where we start playing. I'm just trying to think about what I've played. Uh, I, well, we, I should say, we played some more Everdell.
1: We did. We played another one of the expansions from our big box of infinite fucking expansions. (laughs) We still haven't
0: finished them, but we have finished all the big ones now. Yeah, we've just got a bunch of little ones. So this week we did the Spirecrest expansion, Mm -hmm. which includes uh, Explorer Bunnies. Yeah. We sent little bunnies on, on exploration. So we've talked about this a few times now. I think every week for the last three weeks. Yeah.
1: Everdell's a worker placement game about cute, adorable animals. We've and been, blow
0: building. Yeah. And we've been building, we've been building, we've been playing expansions. Yeah. Uh, so this expansion you have a separate bit at the bottom of the board that clips on like a big puzzle piece. That you do. And it has like a, a bunch of paths. So you start at the beginning of the path. There are a bunch of little map pieces and you're basically going along exploring different areas along this path and depending on which bits you choose to explore when you Mm -hmm. prepare for the next round you uh you you have a chance of earning extra points at the end of the game yeah Uh, so if you have certain resources left over for example it might be like get rid of two cards and this is worth two points yeah and as you progress to the next season you go through another little another little area and there will be another map to add to your thing eventually you will have three map pieces yep and you will basically then the game if you if you can afford all of the things you can get all the things if you can't afford afford any one of those in the chain you can't do any of the things that come after it yeah but it's a good way of earn extra points it's a a fun extra thing in there i really enjoyed that aspect of this it was that was good another aspect of this is that each season comes with its own weather <laughs> yes it does and i as far as i can tell we got the worst weather from like every possible season yeah, we we definitely um
1: we had to make some pretty drastic like swerves in our strategy yes
0: Whenever one of them was revealed. Yeah, so I think the first season, we couldn't use certain areas at all, I think it was. Hmm. So it was like, well, we're we really struggling to get the resources we need to get any kind of engine going. Yeah. And then the uh, summer season, I think, we had a tornado, at which point we uh, weren't able to use any, we weren't able to draw any, uh, play any cards from the meadow which is a a set of eight cards that sits in the middle of the board that anyone can purchase from. Like a, an extra open hand that anyone can can buy from. Yes. And it's usually really convenient, and especially convenient in that particular season, because you've got your engine a bit up and going, and you, you can only hold eight cards in your hand, so having a, an extra eight cards out on the board that anyone can purchase from that's sort of constantly rotating as people pick stuff up it is 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 usually just just a great benefit. Yes. But we did not have any access to that. Oh,
1: see, you were hammered a bit harder than I was by this because you went into all of the new seasons earlier than I did, slightly. Just by, like, one turn. Yes. But it meant that whenever a new weather happened, you had to find out what the new weather was once you were already committed to it. Yep. Whereas I was generally seeing what the new weather was and its new complication and going... Right, I have one last action or one or two actions I can squeeze out to try and do whatever thing it is I need to before I can't do that thing for a while.
0: Mm. I I'll, I'll be I'll be fair like I was struggling in other my main problem throughout the entire game was I had a handful of critters but I didn't really want to spend the time just putting down critters especially mm. since because a lot of the time you can, uh, by building buildings, you can then get a free critter. So, free resources. So, from that point of view, I was like, oh, I'm loath to put these down, but also I don't want to necessarily get rid of them. So, I was hmm. caught in a bit of a loop there, and I just wasn't getting any buildings at all. And then, obviously, there was a whole period where we just couldn't buy buildings from the meadow, yeah, which was a bit of a pain in the ass there as well. Um, so the the weather, I think, more than anything else in that whole expansion, really made it hard to plan for anything or, or get anything sort of really satisfactory yeah. going.
1: It it's it's the antithesis, but equally impactful as the uh, the the expansion with the trains.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what
1: well, I don't remember what that one's called. New Leaf. New Leaf. Uh, whereas New Leaf is very much all about giving you the ability to course correct and have extra options mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like really like, tweak and fine-tune your build, this is its antithesis. This is the, we're going to throw wrenches in your way and you are going to have fewer tools. Yep. And both of them Adapt. feel like... Feel like they... Both of them feel like they similarly, like, really change the structure of how you have to play. Yeah. But in very different directions. Oh, yes. They're
0: very nice counters to each other. Yes. Oh, the last thing we didn't mention, as you get to the end of each season and you prepare for season, you draw a card from the region you're in. Oh, you draw three cards, and you can choose to buy them. The one on the left is free. Then the next one is discard a card or pay a resource, and the next one is discard two cards or pay two resources. Mm. And there's there's some interesting stuff in there. I got a uh, a little foraging hedgehog power, which let me, um, I I could go in and any time I got berries, I could draw a card. Yes. Which was so good with the all of the things in your little
1: expedition that required having a bunch of cards to discard at the end Indeed. yeah, so that
0: i I didn't feel like that was ever going to be a problem and I kind of made that my focus of okay, I'll get things that rely on me discarding cards rather than discarding resources. Mm. So I think I I did a pretty good job with that. Uh, but yeah, the other thing we found is the, the large animals. We've we've seen the large animals. I pieces. mean you found the large animals. Okay. I did find two in, in one drawer. <laughs> no, you found no large animals. No large but animals. I got
1: to see your large animals and you then, then I did put a snail on a moose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have to put a snail on a moose. And we joked about the fact that even though the moose was just doing his little blood blood That the snail was like, no, it's too fast. No, no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got, I was playing the mice, the little white mice. Yeah. And I got a a, a white wolf. And I rode my little white wolf around the board, which meant that I could go in any place that had. Yeah, uh, even if there was already someone there. Yeah, so anything that had, like, you can't usually put. Uh, multiple people here. I was like, but I can. Yeah, okay. you can go wherever you want without limitation. You could go places you'd already been. It yep. was
1: definitely a nice flexibility
0: tool. It was lovely. The other, the other one that I had the option of getting was the Vulture. Oh, Which yes. could, uh, I had an option of basically taking that unit to the discard pile, drawing through car- three cards, and then anytime anyone was discarding cards onto the discard pile, I could pick them up look through them, and have as many of them as I wanted. Which seemed kind of cool. Yeah, the, those those have really cool abilities,
1: and I really hope that uh, I get to play with one. I hope so
0: too. I, I would like to. I There's would like, like to eight one. more creatures to find in that deck. Hmm. I am, I'm curious how that do. I don't know how modular you could make this particular expansion. A lot of yeah. them have talked about you can use this, you can use that. Like, with New Leaf, it says you don't have to use the station board if yeah. you want. You don't have to do any of that I... stuff. You could just have, like, the just the ticket, which gives yeah. you the option to to move a thing around, or just the seal. Yeah. I don't see why a lot of these couldn't
1: combine, in theory. I could see how having just the ticket from the, the train expansion as a way to somewhat offset the difficulty of the weather mm. could be an interesting way of pairing. Yeah. There there are some combinations that I think could be interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I, again, Evidel is a beautiful, wonderful, deeper than you might lo- expect. First looking at it, game, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm still really enjoying it, and I'm I'm glad we have that big, ridiculous version. It's a very it's a very big box. It's a very big box, yeah, and and I do have to move it every time we want to play it. And setup and tear down does tend to be quite long when you've got that many expansions in a box. Yes, it's a lot of sorting. Yes, lifting trays out and going. Okay, we don't need anything from this tray, but I do need like most of the stuff from here yeah. and a bunch from here. But yeah, it's um, it is a delightful little game. Yay. That's oh, it's it's gritty. I think this is is this is our wingspan. We have it- those friends who just constantly <laughs> play Wingspan and. It might be. It might be. <laughs> it's something about an engine builder, like a good gritty engine builder. I, I do think. like a good engine builder. I, I do. You too. know I me. Mean. But so often, so often with engine builders, I worry that we just we've just got to the end of the game, and that's that's it. Oh no, we run out of game. Mate, your your engine, you know, you were just enjoying your yeah, engine. That's all done. Kind of, bye. Engine no. Choo-choo uh what have you played or what have i played
1: uh i've been playing a bunch of things this week yeah i've been playing a bunch more god of war i've not seen the credits roll but i'm right near the end
0: dad of boy 2 uh,
1: dad of boy 2 god of war ragnarok i know the ga- the game will be out by the time in in parts of the world or everywhere by the time that people hear this i think so i can talk a bit more openly i'm still going to try and stay like relatively spoiler free I really like God of War Ragnarok, uh, and largely I think what that comes down to is that while it's opening, I'm going to say like four hours, is very, here is more 2018 God of War, the more it expands beyond that, the more that it becomes clear that this is a story that wants to uh, expand God of War beyond just Kratos. Mm-hmm. and i know that to a certain degree we had that with kratos traveling with atreus in the first one mm-hmm. this really does a lot to open up mechanically and narratively that there is room for other stories as part of this world mm. and makes a really good case for we know how to do things other than the god of war the god of war combat from 2018's god of war mm. and Big Angry Man has to go on a big angry quest. And the moments where this starts being brave enough to be its own thing and to try new things really benefit it. Because God of War 2018, as fantastic a game as I think it is, it is one... Mechanically, it's very one note. And I say that as someone who absolutely loves it. Mm. It is a game that is very satisfying while being very much the same throughout. And that makes sense because it is largely the story of one walk up a very big mountain. This does a lot more with we are telling a bunch of different intertwining stories that are all part
0: of one big story. Like, I've not played 18, but yeah. um, I've felt that this has been narratively interesting from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. it's It's had
1: a lot of ooh, is that where we're going? Um, And even when some of its turns have been, like, predictable before they arrive, mm. I've still...
0: Especially if you know anything about Norse mythology. <laughs> yeah,
1: but even even with even without that, it's like yeah, sure. I might see a thing coming. It'll get signposted. I'll go. I bet that, that this that's I bet this is what they're going to do with it, and then they do, and I lose my shit. Going, yeah, you did the thing, and I'm so excited you did the thing. I don't care that I predicted it. It's such a cool thing, and it's very coolly executed. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of moments like that. Yeah. The side quest content's really, really nicely fleshed out. Um, I really like that a lot of the side quests have pretty large amounts of voice acted dialogue spread throughout them. Mm-hmm. So the side, like, you know how with some games you go do side quest content and there's a noticeable drop off in the, uh, in the budget spent and it's mm-hmm. like, i am going into it like there's a feeling Ah, of this was just a
0: programmer who had some time yes uh, rather
1: than we 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 put a bunch of people on this and it's fully voice acted and we got
0: the we got the cinematics
1: we got the junior programmer to design some stuff for you to do but we're not putting some uh, any money into having it like feel like it's as important as the main
0: story yeah so it's not voice no cinematics.
1: uh this like very much goes against that like all of the side content fit like if you didn't know it was a side quest, you could like you could walk in on someone playing it and go, oh yeah, th- this is probably a main story progression quest, mm-hmm. right? That degree of like original assets, original voice stuff, um, often like creative new puzzles that are exclusive like, ideas that are exclusive to side quests. Mm-hmm. Also there is such a density of side content to go doing this. It's mm-hmm. I feel like I am constantly stumbling into really cool side stories that are all pretty lengthy and very interesting. I don't know this is interesting and not yeah. like filler. No, it's
0: Or Killer, no filler. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't remember the last time I played a game that made its side content feel this main content worthy. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't I don't want to get too spoilery, uh, for obvious reasons, but there is more than just Angry Kratos hits stuff while a boy is there. And expanding beyond that really gives a lot of room for this story to be a lot more interesting than Mm. I somewhat feared it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, God of War Ragnarok's really fucking good, and the dwarves are funny. The dwarves are funny. They're they're funny until until there's there's at least one thing that made me quite sad, and I'm like, oh, I, I love you. I hope you're okay. Oh, but they have good dialogue. They do have, good and they're dialogue. kind
0: of snarky to Kratos who's massive. Yes, you've
1: have got uh <laughs> Sin, Sin, Sindri, I think his name is. Who like I'm pretty sure he's 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 basically played as what if what if uh what if a dwarf had OCD right uh and then you've got brock who is blue and angry and he f- feels like he'd be arguing about the proper way to make a brew on a builder's site
0: right yeah
1: um and i love them both they're great <laughs> they're good there's a squirrel that's voiced by uh pro Pro-ZD. oh okay
0: yeah he voices a squirrel someone show
1: yeah yeah i always forget his i always forget his name i'm like i remember his handle um he voices a squirrel it's uh, what is it, Rotoska? Ah, uh, yes the 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 Ratsitoska. squirrel f- of Norseness that's yeah. on the the world Protects tree. The eaters,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: it's really good. It's really good. Oh. If you like twenty eighteen God of War, go play this. It's great. Yeah. What about you? What did you play? Uh, We played some Block by Block. We did. We played some more Block by Block. We we talked about this before. It's that game
0: about taking the streets, pushing back the cops, retaking the... The the... the resurrection game. Yeah. So this is Block by Block, third edition, the Uprising 1, the most recent and probably the final version. You build a city out of uh, 25 uh, tiled squares and that's sort of randomly distributed. You're attempting to liberate certain areas based on what meetings you've been to and 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 what people have decided basically needs to be the focus of your movement and we this is the first time we've played each playing a a two hander basically we each played two factions we did so this was yeah. a full technically a four player game and my goodness it was so much grittier than two faction like i enjoyed two faction i didn't have a problem with it but going to four it's- really it's, changed that game it, a lot
1: it is a much bigger time commitment and you've, you you're gonna need more focus and uh being yeah. on the ball with it More it planning is, more it communication. is less it is less casual of a game at that oh, yeah. scope but uh yeah if if you if you know the sort of scope to to, to go do I have the energy for it is a real sprawling complicated um like It is. It gets real good and crunchy. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, there there was a lot of, like, planning and and changing plans.
1: We, We were in a lot more places across... We spread out a lot more in a lot more little
0: interwoven factions doing their own things yeah. we had lots of places where it was like okay well there's a bunch of yours uh, and a bunch of mine from like both sides so like all four factions in one area yeah. helping do different things like the neighbors are very good at building barricades so they were like moving to the front and building barricades and the prisoners were good at dealing with fighting and stuff and that really helped with there and then obviously we had the yellows who could just constantly build. Occupations? Occupations. I remember the word. You do remember the word. The, yeah, they can constantly build Took me a sec, build, but I got there. <laughs> they can constantly build it. Occupations, which is good for keeping police morale down. And yeah, it was, it was really just like a fun time and felt crunchy and, and felt really rewarding because there, there was a while where we were having real trouble with just one corner of the board. And I was like, if we can get this under control, it's going to be so much easier because... There is only one road that comes out of this tiny little corner of the the map that has, like, the ability to spawn police fans in it. Yeah. And I was like, if we can deal with this, if we can finally push this squad back, we are going to be absolutely golden. And it was maybe three rounds of just hard fighting against the police, and every time we knocked a police van over, another one came back in in exactly the same spot.
1: Yeah. But, like,
0: after that, it all... you know it, fell down pretty quickly it it was a case of because we we cornered them
1: we had a lot to deal with in that corner but yeah. once the, but like at least it was only one line we had to really
0: like have the troops yep. rallying on and also by virtue of the fact that we kept knocking the police fans out that was lowering police morale meaning that it was we weren't losing too much in the way of getting too many more reinforcements on side and at one point we had so many police on the board we couldn't add any more, even though like six or seven cards told us we had to. It's like, we, we can't do that. They're already at full power. Why won't they? And that one bloody card we needed that like they do little rot- shift rotations and drop down uh, every, like to a maximum of five squads in, in any given district. And it never came up when we needed it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. We, we We knocked out like huge numbers of police squads all across the city and then literally the next card was oh strategic police locations where were you
1: 10 minutes ago where were you you when we had like 12 cops in one street yeah
0: yeah it's like well we've built a little barricade that can hold back three cops at most or a van (laughs) (sighs) and yeah they kept they just kept coming but um uh, we got to by the end of it there was only there was no police vans. i think on the board
1: yeah, I think so. We 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 turned it around.
0: Yeah, uh, and we you know still had plenty of time left on the time track. Uh, yeah, and uh, like as I said at the time, I think we'd previously been to, uh, like liberating maybe five areas of the city and getting like five of the little cards that are hidden under there with little decisions about what you're going to do next. Are you going to stay here and enjoy the street party, or are you going to? Move on to the next place and put some graffiti up, or or whatever the decision happens to be. Get more loot cards, get more graffiti up, and, and allowing you to do more mutual aid stuff. And this time, I think we liberated 11 districts.
1: Yeah, which was, it
0: was at like almost half of the board. When usually, like, four or
1: five would have been the top end, I think, yeah. with two uh, two factions. Yeah,
0: so to, to go, like, that much of the city got liberated, and to see it all. Because it's usually all black and white, and then when you liberate things, they get flipped over, and they, it's a more colourful side of the board, based on like who the people of that district are supposed to be. And that, mm. was, that was really nice to see the board like that colourful as it yeah. went on. It was good, and yeah, I am still really enjoying Block by Block. Uh, what about you what have you played
1: i've started playing through sonic frontiers the the new uh 3d sonic game yeah that's the one with the the random rails in in the yeah the one that does look a little bit like you did just put like hey i here's a 3d environment put rails in it don't think about it just put rails in it are they fun Um, here's the thing (laughs) i have had a lot of fun with this objectively bad game I wouldn't, look, Handheld is great, I wouldn't recommend the Switch version, the resol- low resolution and te- uh, low draw distance and high amounts of pop-in are actively really difficult for playing with in an open world, uh, you know, for, for exploring, and the uh, all the, the rails in the middle of nowhere make, sen- make no sense, and th- the, the game is buggy, it's glitchy, it's kind of awkward to play, there are times where it's like, there are difficulty spikes out of nowhere... It's really fun though, (laughs) and I'm having fun with it in spite of the fact, I'm having fun with it as a switch your brain off dopamine factory, Mm -hmm. in that it is an open world game that has zero pretenses of being anything other than a game. It is just, here is a big environment, there are lots and lots of things, go start running in a direction you'll see a thing play around with the thing we'll give you a reward you'll feel cool there's another thing like six feet away go look at that now you're spinning on a big rail doing a loop-de-loop you did a big jump in the sky hit a bouncy thing now there's something else to do it's just bombarding you with little tiny little things to do that give you a tiny little uh, dopamine boost (sighs) and it's really good at that and like when it's not bugging out I really like the boss fight concepts there. I think they're really interesting. I think they make good use of Sonic being able to run fast. I think that they are impressive in scope. They're just kind of buggy and janky and not great to play, but they're really fun. It's, it is a really hard game to, to quantify in any meaningful way. The traditional 3D Sonic levels that can be found in there they are all pretty short. Uh, I like the fact that they are short, they are objective-based, you have pretty clear objectives of what to do uh, to get your little rewards, and like they're short enough that if you don't do all the rewards, uh, all the objectives in one run-through, you can just restart, get the other ones you missed. It's, it's a structure that I think works for it. Like, if you want to picture this game, the best way I can explain it is what if you took Breath of the Wild stripped it of a lot of the like consistency and theming that made mm-hmm. it feel like a world people might actually live in. Hmm. The shrines are classic Sonic levels. Okay. Korok seeds exist, but instead of being like, ooh, that ring of rocks is missing a rock. I bet if I find a rock and put it there that something will happen. Instead there's a big glowing hologram that's like hey there's something here that's out of place come over here and work out what to do and they're similarly like yeah look at the thing something's wrong work out what to do sort of puzzles Mm -hmm. but they're all just like marked with holograms to make them completely unmissable okay No, Um, no
0: needing to find a mask to get half of them no no It's that
1: plus Shadow of the Colossus boss fights, but with speed boosts so you can run up the legs. Nice. And occasionally it briefly becomes a Dragon Ball Z game. It's a lot of things. It's a game that's a lot of things at once, and none of them in isolation is it very good at. But you put them all together in a high enough density and go hey, just run around and nap, make sounds go off and pick up collectibles and have rings ding. They make dopamine do. It do make dopamine do. Nice. And I'm going to play more of it despite it being kind of bad. I am particularly really enjoying the dialogue, which is a lot of like a character being very angsty about like, oh, our world, it's uh, disintegrating from the cyber uh, glitching technology or whatever. And Sonic just being like, I don't know what any of that means see you later just running off with it like he he is oblivious to everything that's happening and it's it's so tonally dissonant i love it <laughs> um like at one point someone was like we need to understand what is it that makes you different sonic that you can go in and out of these worlds and not get lost in sonic's like I dunno. I'm probably just really cool. <laughs> <laughs> off he runs. Like legitimately he's just like, I'm probably just that awesome, bye. That's
0: something rather,
1: rather than helping them work out this very important thing that special he's just like, ah, I'm a cool dude, off we go. Bye. And it's it's so bad it's kind of looped back around. <laughs> and I'm having fun. I I wouldn't recommend the game, but I'm having fun with it. Okay, and there are going to be people out there for whom this is going to be their first Sonic the Hedgehog <sighs> game. There are people for whom, if you pick this up, you will have a great time with this terrible game. Yep. I, I, I'm not going to say it's a good game because I don't think most people would agree. Right. I don't think most people would think it would would have fun with it. But for some of you, it's a real good dopamine factory.
0: Yay. Ah, uh, yeah. What about you? I finished building that Lego Optimus Prime. How are you feeling now it's built? It's alright. It is built. It is built. I have finished it. I almost immediately put it on a top shelf that is almost impossible to reach and therefore will not be fiddled with. There are two reasons for this. One, it's very big and I don't have a lot of space left because it's already full of Transformers. Yeah. And two, it's quite fragile. Yeah. Like the 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 basically when it does the twisty hips to turn the legs around and like lay it down into robot mode, that whole hip section just isn't tight enough. It doesn't hold in place. More often than not, the the actual uh, bricks have pushed themselves apart and I'm just pivoting on the the little axle that's down the middle of that section. Yeah. If you're not careful with how you hold it, it just falls apart in in various ways. And Lego being Lego, there there are bits that j- j- just will will pop off as soon as that happens. There's a whole issue with the feet whereby he he just has a bit of a lean on him, and really the only thing holding him in place is the red bits on it on on his feet on the tops of his feet yeah. that are basically only held on on one side by a, a single pip each, and as a result of that if he leans too hard or you transform transform him a lot by a lot i mean twice you'll very often find those bits are just popping off constantly yeah or if you've not stood him just correctly or or not like put those like push given those a good push down after you've transformed him those will just go flying off and he'll collapse forward it's 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 almost
1: like being made of lego and a transformer doesn't make there
0: are compromises on both aspects that have to be made yeah, like the transformation is is it's cool that it does it, but then you get it into truck mode and it's like there are huge gaps like around the shoulders there are there are there are a few other gaps in in places that just don't look quite right but like it it is a cool idea i'm g- glad they designed it and i'm I'm glad they finally did this. I would be way happier with a Lego Soundwave because Soundwave is my favourite part. But I'm I'm glad. I had fun building it on stream. And I'm glad I can claim it as a work expense. Tee-hee. Because, yeah, I don't know how much else I'm going to get out of it apart from going, yes, it's very cool and it's up there. That's a very nice thing That's that I'm nice not thing. going to transform very often. I'm not going to touch very often, but I am glad I get to look at it occasionally. <laughs> You gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Look at it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I w- I would say, just like the, the Ronson real robot or whatever the fuck it was, the Optimus Prime, self transforming oh, robot. That, yeah, it is. It is completely unnecessary, but kind of fun. I mean, aren't? Um, but I'm you probably get more fun out of that than you would out of the self transforming Optimus Prime. Yeah, you at least get to transform this one yourself. I, well, I was thinking more of the fact that I got six hours of of building it on stream. Yeah. <laughs> As as opposed to the, yeah, you know, I I did the thing for about an hour or so, and now I can't really trust myself to play with it at any point. Yay! Uh, What about you? What have you played with? I finished playing through New Tales
1: from the Borderlands.
0: New Tales from the Borderlands? I have never...
1: I I can't think of any game where I have ever had as as, uh, drastic an experience as I have with uh, New Tales from the Borderlands of going back and forth repeatedly on whether it's an amazing or terrible game. Yeah. And I think where I've landed is it is a game that the majority of it is really wonderful, really fantastic, really solid. Um more often than not I was loving it and it's really let down by a couple of moments that like make it such a letdown that like it really, really tempers my willingness to recommend it to people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into too much uh, depth, but... Episode 2 is just incredibly, like, one note written. It feels really lazy and, and like, phoned in.
0: Yeah, I remember you saying at the time... You <sighs> had...
1: Yeah, and, like, it picks back up, and episodes 3 and 4 are fantastic. Episode 5, the final one... Mm. There's a couple of places where there is one MacGuffin in this series of episodes that has very clear powers and very clear utility that is um suddenly not able to do the thing when when it comes to um make it making sure that a openly queer character is okay and that kind of pissed me off because like you know bad things happening to people sometimes whatever you know but like when there is a literal MacGuffin that you have to just hand wave away, not working, and never explain. I'm going to be really annoyed by that.
0: Yeah, I I bubbled into your stream just after as, finishing yeah the uh, edit on this week's accessibility. Yeah, just as that had happened, and I was sat there going, "This is bu- this is bullshit. This is bullshit." Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. The other thing that's kind of bullshit. uh there are three main characters in this, mm-hmm. and I looked up a, a walkthrough. Uh, after the fact because apparently this game has like good endings neutral endings bad endings right based on your relationship between your characters okay i got the stuff that should have got me the neutral ending and i'd been fine with that all the characters survive but you know uh, maybe they don't end up like doing things together after the story but they all all do survive right so despite getting what the, the the things needed for the neutral ending right i got the bad ending despite the fact I shouldn't have got it. There was clearly some kind of bug went on and I was incorrectly given the the bad ending. And you know what that does? There is a moment where, like, th- all three of our characters are in mortal danger of death and the screen fades to black and with no explanation of how some of them lived and some of them died, some of them are alive and one of them is dead and is buried. And there is no explanation why that one died... And why, that sounds really half-assed. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had a, I had an ending where one of my three characters died off-screen during a fade-out. I didn't get an explanation of how the other two survived. Didn't get an explanation why that one died. It's just, ah, oh, oh, we're all gonna die. Okay, we two are fine. That one's dead. And, like, it was so out of nowhere. I was so blindsided. And, like,
0: even if I'd... Look, if I'd looked up that walkthrough it's like, okay, cuz it's not even like Have it... you looked up that ending is that like a glitch that that maybe because the the bug you had with the the wrong ending thing? I Oh no no, that's how it's meant to happen. It's just supposed to Yeah, it's meant to
1: happen like that.
0: Okay? Yeah. You um... did bad, you get an unsatisfactory ending.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing. It it also really frustrates me because whether you get the good, neutral or bad ending is nothing to do with your actual granular choices you made through this Choose Your Own Adventure. Mm-hmm. It is we have arbitrarily rated your choices as increasing or decreasing friendship between characters is friendship in certain ranges. Like it's not like my, like that character that died in the bad ending didn't die because they did something that put them at risk or like, or some choice earlier on. No, it's like, oh, well a number was low. So they died off screen in a fade out transition and like, I really wish that, like, these complaints weren't the case, because I, 90% of the time, was really fucking loving this. It's, uh, it's a, it's a game that has so many really endearing great moments that I don't want to recommend. And I walked away with a really kind of mixed, sour feeling about, so. That's New Tales from the Borderlands. What about you? What have you played? That's it, really. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's I think all I, got. All I think that's got. about it for what I've played as well. Well then,
0: <gasps> time for this. Hello. Yes. Come in. Come in. Come in. Uh, welcome to evening classes for anxious people with histories of trauma on what to do when a stranger gives you a genuine compliment. Now, just gonna ask around the room. Does anyone? Uh... You, um, Janice, yeah. What, what would you do, oh, uh, for um, example? What do you think you should do in the event that someone oh, just they said, "Oh, I really like your show." Oh, shows. I'm, so- oh I'm,
1: I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, 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 is the answer to hide under a blanket?
0: No, it's not to hide um, under a blanket. Anyone else? Anyone else? Susan.
1: Uh, um, um, is is it to collapse like a marionette with its strings cut and make mumbled
0: apologies for your existence? I mean, thank you for your contribution, but that's not quite what we're looking for, now. Generally speaking, you don't have to run away, you don't have to hide or anything. Just just smile and say thank you. Don't even have to necessarily think of a compliment back. It's, 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 it's not a reciprocal thing, it doesn't have to be. Just appreciate the nice thing happening to you and maybe enjoy just a, a little bit of dopamine.
1: But what if they think I'm really, really conceited or something? Ah. Ah.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Now, if you just pair up, maybe, and and if, if if there's anyone left over, obviously you can pair up with me, and and just just practice saying a nice thing about 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 the other person, and then just remember a smile and a thank you.
1: Um,
0: you've got good hair. Thank you. I'm sorry. Ah. Okay, baby steps, everybody, baby steps. <laughs> num num. Mm-hmm. Captain, they're coming around for another pass. Oh, 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 quick, I'm, I'm trying, I'm helping, yeah. Execute attack pattern, Martin 6. Oh, oh, goodness. Oh, it's, it, it, I think, I think we're, 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 I think we're pushing them back. Set shields to maximum. It was a ruse, it was a ruse. Oh no, double back. They've double fainted, they've double fainted. Sir, I think we're absolutely going to be destroyed if, if those multi-phasic quantron torpedoes do, do, do an attack on us. They're firing all, all batteries. Of, of the Quantron <laughs> torpedoes Oh no Captain we must do something Must do something Captain if I may make a suggestion uh, Yes Alexa Play some chill out <clears throat> They've gone Captain Captain they've gone off Off of our scanners Oh Oh goodness How the hell did that work Well Captain I simply changed the dramatic music To something more chill Implying that the battle was over And they just drifted away Oh the The, the battle over jingle Exactly. Ah. So, what have you put in your eyes? Ah,
1: I put so much Pokémon stuff in my eyes. I see. Yeah. I, told mean, me. I mean, I mean a varying degrees. We'll we'll start with like the we'll st- we'll start on some of the more official end and then like loosely talk about some of the other stuff. Today, as of recording, we got what is probably going to be the final, like, big trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet before uh, they release, because they release in, like, ten days. And most of the, the this video that was put up, I thought was going to be completely nothing and not interesting at all, because... One of those, um, we're
0: on a little Poke Watch thing, uh, we're in a hide. No,
1: no, not even that. Um, So we've known for a while that Ed Sheeran has made a song for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It seemed like this was just going to be a music video oh. for Ed Sheeran's song using some, like, generic gameplay footage. But toward the end, we got something really interesting that had been talked about, like, four months ago in leaks. And I really thought they weren't going to talk about it at all before release and, like, leave mm-hmm. it to be a surprise in the game. But they did talk about it now, which was... Um, they haven't officially been called this, but the, the term in the, the the leak community for them has been Paradox Pokemon. Right. Which is ancient past or distant future versions of pokemon we know today right one of them that was leaked ages ago has been referred to as vampire jigglypuff um right is
0: jigglypuff with little vampire fangs his little little ancient past little primal jigglypuff little Be- bella Lugosi jigglypuff yeah
1: jigglypuff. but the ones they showed off today were um donphan which was a, a generation two pokemon uh they showed a sort of like beastly ancient almost like dinosaur-esque form Rawr. and uh like cybernetic computery future form of Donphan. Uh, and there's gonna be little quests you've got to go on to find these these yes. these interesting Pokemon and their designs I think look really cool and I'm very excited that they have talked about this thing now because it's a really neat it's a really neat idea of like trying to take Pokemon that people have sentimental attachment to already and going... What if we gave you a new, cool, weird little variant of them?
0: Like, I mean, uh, we've had the Alolan version, so it's nice yeah, to see even yeah. more variants. So
1: we've we've had, like, regional forms of Pokemons. So we've had, like, uh, Paldean, um, Alolan, stuff like that. We've had ones from different places. And this is basically that same formula, but what if the place they're from is the past or future? But yeah, I was really excited to see that. Yeah. And then also, I'm going to say this uh, spoiler lightly. Uh, the day we record this a bunch of uh a bunch of images have been leaking from Pokemon Scarlet and violet of, and they uh, look
0: fairly official as well
1: oh yeah no like these there is no denying at this point that these are these i've i've covered enough leaked stuff in my time to have a pretty good radar for like mm. y- yeah no you ain't faking this one um and like leaks from months ago and the leaks today have all like lined up everything has been very like yeah okay we see Some of these new Pokemon are adorable. Oh, yes. I don't want to talk about any specific ones for anyone who doesn't want to know spoilers. Yeah, there's a lot of just, like, that is a little or big round friend I would like to hug. Mm. There's a lot of round friends. Yeah. And one Pokemon with a name that I think is great, that, that one that is... Uh, four letters that mean something with the letter i at the end of it mm. i'm like oh that's oh that's clever i gotcha uh i've I've seen the starter evolutions all to to varying lesser or greater degrees and mm-hmm. i want to see a slightly better picture but like i i'm feeling pretty confident i'm at my choice to pick uh duck starter i'm excited
0: for duck starter i haven't seen any of the extra duck stuff you haven't shown me any of that but i did i did like the the more bits of cat i saw uh the, more the- brass the- cat the the ducks plus we only have caps. little uh, little oh, thumbnails okay. for, but we got we got okay okay yeah. okay okay.
1: I will I will see I want see new images, but is this is a is a pirate captain duck? It kind of looks like. But yeah, I'm very excited for Pokemon. I'm just fully down the rabbit hole on Pokemon right now because it's that time of year. There's a Pokemon less than two weeks away, and I'm I'm ready to lose my life to this. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have been sat here during recording occasionally just going, ooh, new image. I'm keeping an eye on all, all, all the images that are All the leaking. new pokes. I want to see Pokemon. The, that one's so happy. That's a happy little That's friend. That's a happy little friend. Oh, I'm excited for people to see these happy little friends. <laughs> uh, What about you? What you put in your
0: eyes? What have I put in my eyes? Well, well, we watched a film together. And after we watched that <laughs> film, we both sat there and went, well, we sure did watch that.
1: I we, we, between us we suggested we should watch it and I was yes. like, yeah, this is gonna be like a really like light low brain. <laughs> uh, very chill film <laughs> and it was I mean, it
2: was good but intense. Yeah. I wasn't like almost immediately
1: I set my
0: expectations wrong for it, is the thing? Yes, I mean I, I hadn't seen the funny or dice kit that it was based on, neither had I. So the film is Weird the Al Yankovic, Al Yankovic story. Yeah. Um which I had seen trailers for yeah. uh, whenever we last went to the cinema I think we yes. saw trailers uh, for I was like this looks yeah, interesting. A
1: parody of a music by bi- uh, of a music biopic.
0: Not necessarily even a music biopic. It, I I actually uh no actually sorry you are entirely correct. Yeah, it's- So this came about as because somebody had watched the uh notorious BIG biopic and apparently there was a bunch of untruths in that and they were what if we just did a skit about someone who has never had any weird music industry drama and and made that and that was the skit and then they were like let's make this a hour and 47 minute film it's got the vibe of
1: what if we tried to invent like an eight mile story for young weird al yankovic it's that kind of like what if we what if we invented a story of you having to go through the ringer that is definitely definitely not accurate
0: yeah it goes some places
1: it, huh? it, it goes some places i was emotionally invested <laughs> like i was expecting this to be a lot more like ha 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 how silly and in, instead i was like i know this isn't real but like oh little <laughs> little weird al i hope you get to escape from this <laughs> oppressive society you're living
0: in and live your accordion dreams yeah like i i was enjoying all the accordion <laughs> stuff like that the the, the accordion the the polka party oh the polka I was party like, i am so glad we got some, some good polka in here yeah because... yeah
1: oh uh, oh dad you want me to work in the work in the the, the, in nondescript, the, factory the, the, factory the nondescript factory where you you won't tell me what we make i don't want to i want to live my polka dreams of writing
0: lyrics to songs that don't exist yeah a content warning for just uh Angry parent. Yeah, uh uh, angry abusive controlling parents. Yeah, because there is like there is a scene quite early on involving the dad that is just Oh Just comes out of fucking nowhere. I mean
1: that if if we're thinking of the same one, it's not directed at the child, it's not directed at anyone in the family. Like
0: just the fact that it happens in the house. Yes. It
1: is, hey, child, witness a hell of a fucking scene involving your father that like even if it didn't directly impact him is like okay that that is the scene setting for why he's afraid to follow his dreams it's a lot it's just,
0: it yeah that that whole scene is is a lot
1: it doesn't fuck about it doesn't for a, a film that is ostensibly a comedy it does not pull its punches and it has <laughs> it no. has its funny moments and it has like it's we are being a very serious dramatic biopic moment
0: yes the two of
1: them Sometimes they mesh and sometimes they are placed next to each other and you just have
0: to go from one to the other. I'm not in a, oh, a fun juxtaposition in a, oh my God, I just watched something kind of horrifying. Oh, okay, now we're back to just silly stuff. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's weirdly, it feels like the inverse of something like, um, Jordan Peele's horror films in that it is, it is very much like deliberately placing comedy and horror and like like dramatic ah i'm feeling tense anxiety like very close together and like they both work on like a lot of the same principles but like the it's playing on the fact that they're so jarring placed back to back Mm -hmm. it's it's interesting but like go in go in knowing it's heavy
0: yeah i mean obviously ever every biopic that ever gets really talked about has its deliberately over dramatic bits People having their little breakdown and prima donna moments. And this does not... It not, do, do doesn't fail to do that Yeah, in the weirdest possible way. But like, Yeah, don't, don't
1: expect every one of those to be a joke about those. Sometimes it will just be one of those.
0: Sometimes we're just saying the thing. Yeah. And sometimes we're being silly about it. There is a joke in there so that runs something along the lines of... The, basically, the punchline is six hours. Uh, I'm not really spoiling anything by telling you that because you don't know the setup. But that was just like, okay, you have you have added some levity to this otherwise quite intense moment. Yeah,
1: um, it is it is a good film. I would recommend as long as you set your
0: expectations correctly. Yep, and as Al said, if you're outside the US and you don't have have watched it, I'm I'm sure you have a. A torrent of questions regarding how yeah. you might watch it outside of there yeah. and glean from that what you will yeah or a, a
1: vpn a very particular uh network of people you could ask about how to yeah. do it
0: yeah thanks yeah. al thanks al from the man who brought you don't download this song yeah <laughs> oh movies are fine yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's 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 a movie it sure happened what what have you watched what are you watching um i'm about halfway through watching through a really
1: interesting youtube video that i wanted to talk about and i'm probably going to finish watching tomorrow okay from a youtube channel called wolfie vgc who is a like professional level tournament pokemon player he was the world champion back in 2016 i think um and the video was called so i entered the pokemon world championships Uh, And it is a 45 minute long video about uh, the last year or so of his life leading up to the 2022 World Championships Uh uh, uh, of of the Pokemon video game tournament. And sort of going through his attempt to come first at the World Championships. And it sort of follows through like, in previous years when he's entered tournaments to better or uh, worse uh, success, he has gone into every tournament he's gone into in the year aiming to win that tournament Mm -hmm. and this year he tried to go in with a very different mindset which was can i win just the world championships i don't care if i come first in any other tournament throughout the year Mm -hmm. i will use those as training opportunities as experimentation as steps that will help me along the way to the world championships rather than worrying about like okay well i'll use this team because it's the current meta that everyone's using and i'll Mm -hmm. i'll try that at every tournament going don't care if i lose i'm going to experiment i'm going to do weird shit and it's a really interesting video about like each tournament he entered and sort of the evolving approaches he took to his team uh across the various events what Mm -hmm. worked what didn't it's really interesting insight into like the competitive side of pokemon which pokemon Um, uh so sword and shield but very specifically like it, it talks about the context of the fact that this was going to be the last time that sword and shield was the game of choice for for uh, the world championships mm-hmm. cuz scarlet and violet are coming uh they changed like which pokemon are and are not permitted each year in the uh, the tournament circuit and mm-hmm. this year because it was the final one of sword and shield basically got rid of all the limitations so like you could choose fucking anything and okay. like there was nothing to stop you bringing multiple legendaries in stuff like that uh but because this was the first year of that that format rotation there was a lot of like The opponents he was going up against weren't using all the same team because everyone was trying to work out what was viable. Yeah. Uh, Because suddenly they had access to so many more things and having to work on like a team that could be prepared for lots of different situations rather than this is the current meta, I either use the meta or I use a counter to the meta. Yeah. Lots of talking about like how many times throughout those tournaments throughout the year he would... Try a new team and like try changing the team around versus at what point does he go, I have to stick to a team and commit to it and like start using it at tournaments, like with basically no changes so that I get really used to the team before the world championships. Mm -hmm. Because like a big part of what he talked about is like, yeah, I can go in and make changes that might make my team technically better in matchups. But if I don't know this team, like, you know, Inside inside and out, because I've, I've like been using it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so where I've made it up to in the video right now, he's, he's done three tournaments and he's got one more tournament before the world championships. Mm -hmm. And he's currently going through, do I use the set, like, do I try one more set of tweaks to this team or do I stick with the one that I had that isn't perfect, but I can then use this tournament to practice it on top of the last one where I used it and the world championships and like have more experience. Hmm. It's a really interesting video, and it's a a good insight into the process of trying to play this game in a way that I often don't, but I'm fascinated by people who do. Uh, What about you? What have you watched? We watched Lower Decks Season 3. We did. We finished that this evening. Yeah. Lower Decks has gone from strength to strength, I think. It continues to get better and better. Yeah,
0: the last two seasons have been infinitely more enjoyable than the first one.
1: I I I didn't dislike the first one but I think that seasons 2 and 3 are, are a lot stronger. Oh yeah. They very much found their footing on telling interesting Star Trek stories. Yeah. That feel like more than just Star Trek set dressing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think they did a lot of a lot of interesting stuff with it and I really enjoyed everything with it so far. There've been some really emotionally dramatic scenes. It's yeah. been really they've they've done a good job Uh, the world
1: building they're creating for their little pocket of the star trek universe has been fascinating
0: and and i look forward to more of that and i'm enjoying the characters a lot more yeah Um, and like filling out some of the rest of the crew stuff yeah some of the the rest of the the world of star trek some little tiny bits that were like pickups from previous seasons that we're just yeah. like, we're laying the seeds for something to happen Ooh. later. Maybe something will happen that maybe it won't. But I'm guessing since they did those things, that's that's gonna come up again. Yeah. Chekhov's Combadge. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I am I am I'm curious to see what they do with that. I'm really enjoying it again. Uh, I think the California class ship is a good little ship. Uh what about you, Butch? Anything else? Um I think that's
1: it for me, really.
0: Well then. (gasps) Time for this. Laura, Laura, we have got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like sharing your views with the world?
1: I I do. I've somewhat made it a centre of my life, in Uh, fact.
0: And and resharing interesting news articles?
1: I do. I like sharing the things I've made and the things my friends have made and, like, sharing them to the people who follow my things. Uh,
0: And important news articles that you feel are important? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's important to know what's happening and to be able to tell people about it.
0: Do you like hearing, like, world news long before it's ever published on a major news site? I mean, I
1: wouldn't say like, but it feels important to do.
0: Try literally anywhere but Twitter. Is is
1: is this a specific
0: place? Well, we do... I mean, the, the official sponsor came from net. Okay. And they brand themselves as literally just somewhere else to post instead. Huh. Our social media platform, not Twitter, clears that very low bar. I mean, it's...
1: Uh, yeah, if it's... I mean, it technically isn't Twitter. That is honestly
0: all i'm really looking for right now in a competing social media platform and to sign up you have to say that you are not and will not be affiliated with elon musk ooh well well
1: well i i mean i'm always a fan of 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 a of a, web, a website pulling the
0: anish kapoor sometimes you've got to pull the anish kapoor yeah right <laughs> So if you're interested in somewhere that isn't Twitter, that isn't collapsing on itself like a flat in a cupboard, come on over to nottwitter.lol.net or any other not Twitter-based social media platform. It's literally not Twitter. It'll do. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software.
2: Hi. Hi so uh i've been i've been
1: following the uh the the, the video game news this week i've right. been uh, i've been looking at what our competitors have been up to right yeah, and yeah, uh yeah. something really caught my eye yeah yeah that uh that that guy that, it, that made the uh the vr headsets back right in the yeah, day yeah, or yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. stole the idea from some other company but that that guy you know the vr guy the, the guy we respect in the vr space yeah 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 well turns out he's a big old anime fan right right and i'm going somewhere with this trust me he's a big old anime fan specifically of an anime about people who put on virtual reality headsets and then if they die in the game they die for real it like fries their brain or something
2: is that not how vr works I mean,
1: apparently not. I, right. I've been reading the things. Apparently, they have not yet invented that tech. But he has. So made... where
2: does that whole "if you die in the game, you die in real life" thing come from?
1: Well, I I don't know, but he's he's working on it. He's right. he's he's made a VR headset that like ah, you die in the you die in the game, uh, literal explosives on your face. It blows. Amazing. You, literally blows every brain. Amazing. And like look it doesn't have to be losing a video game it's apparently it's just like some flashing lights or something when you do bad right. to make it work so so
2: we could just strap these to everyone in our our, our office exactly and and like, then, i like, like the red alerts
1: yeah here's what i'm thinking here's what i'm thinking we 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 order a bunch and right. we uh we basically go hey if we find a bug in your code if we find a single bug you
2: there's a bug in the game you die for real you are a Fucking genius! I know.
0: So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears?
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest. It's another week where I have very little of interest to say here. This is Macur. It it's been a lot of my conquer romance and Pokemon soundtracks Yay. again. It's it's all I've been listening to. I'm ha Look, winter has arrived. Yes. it's gotten darker earlier. Mm, cozy, and, cozy. Yep, and my brain has gone. The outside world does not exist. Time to hyperfixate on the things you love. And like that's my equivalent of hibernation. It's mm. just, I, I will hyperfixate until spring. <laughs> so enough. I've been listening to a lot of Pokemon soundtrack and my chemical romance, and that is it. That is all I listen to anymore.
0: I'm mm-hmm. in
1: I'm in the wintertime. No new, only variations on same.
0: Yay. Yeah. I have listened to Two King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard albums. Uh the first one is called Ice Death Planet's Lungs Mushrooms and Lava and the second one was called Changes it's more 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 good king is that good psychedelic punk uh punk psychode- uh, psychedelic folk music <laughs> no punk <laughs> i would i would listen to some psychedelic punk <laughs> i have listened to psychedelic punk yeah. i mean some of some of it's a bit more um uh aggressive than others there's sometimes they have a bit of shouty to do and, oh. and sometimes it's a bit more chill and dreamy But it it is still that, that good sound That I am very much enjoying And I'm I'm Like they've I think they've released Like apart from the live albums They've released a lot of live albums I think they've released like seven new albums this year They're one of those bands that just Fucking throws music out into the world Impressively Like six albums that I can see one of those might be an EP, I don't know. But yeah, I there is like one other one that I haven't listened to from this year yet that I need to add to my list. But yeah, I I really enjoy that sound, and I'm I'm glad that people are making new stuff so that I can be like, yes, I listen to new music. Yes, it sounds like the music I've always listened to <laughs> yeah. or was listening to as a kid. But at least I'm not stuck listening. That I'm I'm not like my parents who were listening to the same bands they were listening to as kids. In their 60s. I mean,
1: look, generally I'm pretty good at listening to new music, but yeah. I'm, you still um, listen to a lot of, like, rock yeah. and metal. I listen to a lot of individual new songs, except when I'm doing Hyperfixate and I have no space in my brain for music.
0: And it's uh, My mm. Chemical Romance's fault for not bringing out new music yet. I'm giving new music! Music! Yeah! Mm. I just have to hyperfixate on this music! Yeah. Yay! Mm. That's good stuff. Uh, have you listened to anything else? No, no, it's it's literally
1: just my chemical romance and
0: Pokemon soundtracks. Uh I've also been listening to a bit more uh Welcome to Nightvale starting to get back into a rhythm of listening to just the normal episodes after the audiobook. I think I think after the audiobook I needed a bit of a pause because there was some feelings of burnout, I think, on it maybe. Yeah. like that audiobook's for well, like nine or ten hours long maybe more yeah so i can understand how that was like a heavy intake on top of like everything else that i'd been listening to leading up to that yeah and i remember really struggling with night Vale after they changed the music the last time and i have i have just hit that area now so here we are the new music happened and for some reason i'm just like no you don't don't want to Uh, caught up on some uh, podquisition because I (laughs) realised somehow got three episodes behind on that I need to know more about this tentacle shooter game (laughs)
1: oh hot tentacle shooter hot tentacle shooter oh have you listened to are you listening to the episode where we did the news story about it or the one where we've played it both oh yeah hot tentacle shooter (laughs) it's not a it's not a bad game it's I've played worse games that contained fewer tits
0: (laughs) I don't know how better to sell it. I've played, I've played worse games that had fewer tits. Are they, are they are they fun, friendly tentacles, or are they? Oh no, bad tentacles, go away. Um, I mean, they're very like,
1: oh no, I'm covered in tentacles, that, like that kind of tentacles. So like my
0: attitude to be covered in, yeah, being covering in tentacles?
1: Oh, I'm definitely need saving. Please, oh, hur- hurry. <laughs>
0: At that point, I'd just be dis- disappointed someone didn't make me naked. <laughs> Put the tentacles back on! <laughs> Damn you! Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I guess the, that's all the listening to. <gasps> well then, time for this.
2: Are you always running out of space for your cool shit? Don't worry, there's always room on these shelves. More Rubik's Cubes, more Gundam figures, your latest knickknack and all in these multi-dimensional non-euclidean calyx shelving from ikea and thanks to being multi-dimensional they automatically repel dust meaning your shit never needs to be cleaned non-euclidean calyx it's the last word in storage Right, 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 right. Uh, we, we, we've had we've had November fifth. We've had bonfire night, and we, it means we've got almost a whole year to uh, get planning for next year. So, uh, right, I, I thought we'd convene the uh, the bonfire night uh, marketing board and uh, sort right. of sort of come
1: up with what we can do to, to really really spread bonfire out into a uh, night out into a a
2: lengthy period of. Uh, unanticipatable chaos right it's like we've we've expanded outside of the day at this point like what what can we do to really
1: really increase the amount of startling we 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 are responsible for
2: right right. i mean uh, those forest fires went on for a very long time and they were all good fire well exactly exactly how about we throw some 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 copper filings on there they'll make it green oh yes yes Uh, how about this how about this we, we start selling fireworks, you know, that sort of way you sort of
1: uh, you light it once and it fires a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah we do yeah, those, yeah. but we have we, we set it up to have random intervals of timing between each firing. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, People who are nervous will hear an explosion and then a long gap. And then another one, and then another one very shortly after it, and then another one, and then a big gap again. Right. Uh, and they're like, oh, maybe they've stopped. Oh, there's another one. Okay. Just really well, set them on edge.
2: Okay. I and mean, well, it comes on a, a flatbed truck. You have to buy the truck as well with it. I and mean, it takes about a week to fully go exactly. off. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm thinking daytime fireworks. What, right. Why should anxious people feel safe in the daytime? Right, indeed, yeah. Exactly. Uh, we should Explosions for every time, not just nighttime. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I, one more big one. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think this is. The, I think this is really going to seal it for us. I propose that we get a bunch of pregnant people and we spend all of November doing numerous gender reveal parties. I think. I think we've got November down lo- locked. I think this is going to be wonderful. If there's a If there's a planet left to stand on at the end of it, I'll eat my hat, my very singed hat. Do you know?
0: What I want to see more of. What do you want to see more of? Bro-sure
2: justice warriors. Bro-sure justice warriors. Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Larry. How you doing? Oh, you know, not but not but not, not too bad, mate. You know, starting to get everything a bit more in order, really. You, you been up to much? Oh, I've been watching uh, everything going down with the uh, the midterm elections over in the U.S. Yeah, what they been up to? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, American politics is never more than a couple of years away from. Uh, where the rest of the world ends up. And the thing that's been kind of concerning is uh, how many very, very openly uh, the election is rigged. Uh, Trump should still be president. Uh, candidates are being, you know, put up for election. Yeah. Basically across the board. And yeah, the GOP has gone from, you know, being quite right to being extremely fashy. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's, and like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like, Doing an insurrection and a coup has not, you know, gone, oh, maybe we've gone too far. They've actively gone, actually, that was quite effective. If we put more people in power who will deny the results of an election, maybe we'll succeed next time. And I've been thinking about it because, like, it's inevitable that this is going to start spreading to other places in the world because American politics is a tone setter for global politics, unfortunately. And... uh, yeah, all I really was thinking about is the fact
1: that it is really fucking important to vote, because like, I know a lot of people on the left have been very disenfranchised
2: by, uh, yeah, I by mean... politics as of as of late and not really having proper left-wing options and things like yeah, that. Yeah, certainly in the UK, at least, you know, yeah. our, 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 le- our major left-wing party has been fighting to get the left-wingers out of the party, and uh, now we don't really have anyone quite on that side and it's it's difficult to know who to vote for and yeah and and, you know at the same time thinking should i be maybe trying to vote strategically to get the worst people out and and then find myself left with well some some still pretty quite bad people actually you know and yeah and i mean look the, the thing that's important i think is i think it's important to vote like you know it is complicating to choose how to vote and and you know that's a that's a whole other topic for yeah you know wh- whether you
1: vote with the party that's likely to pass or the one that you actually align with most but like just go and vote because yeah. like the other side the right wing is really really good at mobilizing people to vote and oh yeah very specifically like right now has found a really really strong motivational tool to get their side voting which is
2: Telling them the lot that you know that the elections are being stolen from them, yeah. and they have to overwhelm that system with with votes in their favour. Like they are going to show up in numbers, and mm. you know, turning up
1: and voting for for, for you know not fascist parties isn't going to fix it. It's not going to prevent those you know those parties and their followers uh alleging that the votes were stolen from them or whatever but what it will do is it will minimize the chance that they
2: uh, that they walk through and get elected purely because they were better at mobilizing their audience with fear like at the very least beat them in the beat them in the votes you know fair and square so by showing up so that you know when they try and pull that bullshit you have facts on your side is is you know better than letting them fucking these types walk in yeah absolutely you know we we are living in frightening times and and yeah, as as difficult it is as it is to uh to to face the uh the politics news every day you know it, it is important that we uh you know do what little we can to try and stop everything sliding into absolute fascism at the moment so you know whatever you can do to you know keep keep things going and 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 try and tip the balance in our in our favor as much as possible uh you know yes absolutely we do need to to change the whole system and but i i don't i don't know if we can necessarily do that in this election cycle so you know uh, get together think about these things work hard and until then we have to just do whatever we can to, to make the best of things and, and 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 vote in in the way we think will help the uh the the most disenfranchised and and uh most hard up in in society indeed oh I wait oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah good luck mate good, good luck, luck. right i think we're gonna pop the kit on. Oh, sounds sounds like a good plan. nice nice
0: so laura <gasps> tell us about book book
1: book uh i do i do many of them uh the, the uncomfortable labels things i learned from Mario's butt gender euphoria uh me and my dysphoria monster uh we did a book together
0: it's called who hunts the whale yeah. it's available at unbound.com slash book slash whale to you pre-order,
1: because can... it's coming out February 16th.
0: Yeah, that's so close now.
1: It's, it's it's getting
0: ever closer. It's just over three months.
1: Yep, it'll be here before you know it, and suddenly
0: there'll be a book in your hands. There'll be a book in my hand, And, and you you'll go, go oh, like, oh shit, I oh, made shit, this. I finally wrote a book. Ah,
1: I, I mean, you already did, but it'll feel more real once you got it in your hand. Yeah.
0: It'll be the first non-digital version of the book I've read. Yay! Mm-hmm. But exciting. And it's a, a silly and serious satirical book about... The world of the video game industry, and how bleak and dark that can be, but also trying to do the good things. Yeah. And coffee. There's a lot of coffee. There's in there. a lot of coffee. Um, What? where can we find you upon the internet? Tell us all of the places. It's just Laura
1: K. Buzz. It's pretty much everywhere. If there's a service, you'd probably find me at Laura K. Buzz Including on it. Including Mastodon. Apparently Mastodon. Look, I'm I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bailing onto it, yeah, it is what it is, but, uh. Uh, Laura K LauraKbuzz at tech.lgbt, I believe, yeah. is my Mastodon, if you want to go follow me there, if that's a place that you happen to be using. Yeah. I'll post links and stuff there. And yeah. uh you can join the about
0: 500 people already
1: that yeah. are following me on there despite you having barely used. Signed it. up yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm over there too in the in in the same instance. I'm Janiac Tech.lgbt. Is slash at Janiac.
1: We're 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 learning. We're learning a new thing. Yeah,
0: we're learning yeah. to toot.
1: We're learning <laughs> to toot and retoot.
0: Yes, and boost.
1: Yeah. Initially, Learned I wasn't sense. sure about toots as a term,
0: but the more I have it, happens, I think yeah, I'm gonna do a toot. We're gonna do a toot. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, you can hang out over there. I can be found. All of my links, including that one, can be found at Linktree uh, slash Janiac. tur dot slash Janiac. J A N E I A C and i've got a, a patreon that's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month you can help me justify all the overworking i do and the complete burnout most of the time to help me support my terrible life choices uh, for your entertainment though that's the important thing i am here to entertain and make happy Ah, uh, yeah that's just about everything i want to talk about so laura will you sing us out please darling
1: until next time be a stranger